0: Why do we even need another Spider-Man movie? Let's go into Spider-Verse to find out. Welcome to the best movie of the year. So far, as the year grows, the list grows and movies get better. But a show that answers that question, what's the best movie of the year so far? Hey, welcome back and thanks for joining me today and clicking that link that brought you here a nice hello to the many new listeners that have joined me today be sure to click that subscribe button so you'll be alerted when i release a new episode i have links in the show notes to help you out there so last time we discussed the best movies of the year so far we discussed roma from academy award-winning director and writer alfonso Cuarón. the buzz on roma is for real and legit it's a beautiful moment in time for made in the early 70s it's a simple story but told really well. Now we are talking about Oscar worthy direction and photography, and just allow yourself some phone free time to really soak up Roma. It's available on Netflix in the U S for many to watch. However, if you recall, I didn't want to place Roma in my top 10 list last episode because it needed to settle a little bit. I need to kind of think about it. And since then I've watched it multiple times. So now it has. So stay tuned till the end of this episode to hear the new best movies of the year so far. Today, I'm discussing another great movie, Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales, a Brooklyn teenager, develops this mysterious powers of Spider-Man, like we are all too familiar with through the inevitable predictable radioactive spider. Miles must discover and how to, how to learn how to harness these powers to fight evil. Now if I stop there, it sounds like any other spider movie that we've all seen many times. But Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is different. Miles learns that he is not the only one with superpowers. There are other dimensions and characters with these same powers. And together he must work with the others to get them back to their own reality that they belong to while defeating Kingpin. Now this Spider-Man film is different, and by different I mean the best. It stands out in part because it's visually spectacular and often psychedelic joy to the eyes. And I get that we are timid for another superhero movie, especially another Spider-Man movie. And up until this movie, it was impossible for me to ever rank Spider-Man movies because I, I really couldn't tell them apart. I remember some scenes, but I can't remember if it's in this one or that one or the amazing one or the sequel. They all blend together for me. I'm not sure which scene I liked and which, which was in which, which movie. But ranking Spider-Man movies is easy now. There is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and then there are the others. It's that clear for me. And if it wasn't clear, this is a great movie. Not only the best comic book movie of 2018, the best animated movie of 2018, but maybe one of the best movies of the year. And this film is not just a visually fantastic feat. It's also well-written. And that is due in part to Phil Lord. He created the story and co-wrote the screenplay. Now, Lord is best known for the Lego movies. He's also known for being pulled from the Star Wars Solo movie because he was going in a direction that wasn't settling for the brand. Although it does make me wonder now what that original film would have looked like. But back to the Spider-Verse. It may be a long shot, but don't be surprised if there's an Oscar-winning, Oscar-writing nomination for this movie. The story could have quickly came off the rails, but it was constructed so tight and so concise that it never did leave. Now, this Spider-Man, Miles Morales, is played by Shamik Moore, who was great in Dope. A totally different but great film from 2015, worth checking out. It's also loaded with other strong cast members. Jake Johnson and his chemistry with Moore is excellent. Although I'm aware that being an animated movie, they may have not even been in the same room when recording voices. But also, that's another credit to the writing, because the chemistry was shown on the screen. We have Haley Steinfeld, Mahershala Ali... Ryan Tyree Henry, Lily Tomlin, John Mulaney, and of course, Nicolas Cage with a role that is really perfect for him, including an ongoing bit about a Rubik's Cube that was funny. So eventually, this film is like nothing you've seen before. The viewing experience on a large screen is sensational. And I don't know about you, but I tend to avoid 3D, IMAX, or anything beyond a simple screen. But this is one of the rare times that I may go back and spend the $20 and watch the 3D IMAX and taking it all in. The soundtrack is also perfectly used. In fact, it's been on the loop several times since I've seen this movie for me. you know, It has many great songs, new and old, that really work great in this movie, as well as the score, which is also great. So it's important to note that as funny as this movie is, and it is, and as beautiful as this movie is to watch, and as spectacular as this movie is, There are some underlying messages that are equally impressive. Representation is always important across movies today. And this is no exception. And Phil Lord portrays that well. And it comes through well without being over the top. We learned that Miles doesn't have to be Peter Parker to be Spider-Man. It's a film about identity and finding your place. And each of these spider heroes have their own story and their own style. Based on their personality and their background. And the different pains in their life. Even his suit. Is his. It's not the standard Spider-Man suit. It's his suit. It's this Spider-Man in this world. So Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soars high above other animated movies this year. And once that flight takes off in the theater, you don't want to come down from it. Anyone can wear the mask. Peter Parker tells us in this film. You can wear the mask, he tells Miles. And does he ever. Making Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse one of the best movies of the year so far. So I cheated a little bit last episode and did not include some of the movies that we recently talked about, but I do have that now. This is your most current list that I'm caught up with. So let's go through those top 10, the top 10 best movies of the year so far. The Favorite, featuring very strong Oscar-worthy performances by three lead actresses. Black Klansman, great Spike Lee movie. Black Panther. Madeline's Madeline, a More obscure movie that i it's odd and it's quirky and it's not for everyone, but I just enjoyed it a lot. Number six, a star is born again, a movie we're going to hear a lot about during the Oscars, including the soundtrack, including direction, a bunch of things. So number five, Spider-Man into the spider verse. Note, this is higher than any other comic book movies. It's higher than black Panther. It's that good for me. Number four, Paddington 2, a pleasure to watch Paddington 2. Number three, Eighth Grade, a movie that was number one for the longest time for me. Number two currently is Widows. And number one, if you've kind of been paying attention to previous episodes, it it is Roma. And Roma is just such a big movie to see. It's got so many caliber elements to it that just make it the best movie of the year. It may not be the most enjoyable movie for some people, but just as far as when you add all the pieces together and all the elements and the way it looks and the way the story's told, overall, it's currently the best movie of the year so far. So thanks again for continuing to listen and include yourself in this episode and previous episodes. Be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to know of new episodes. As always, you can find the podcast on all the major channels. Find more reviews and movie discussions on ellisonmovies.com. I look forward to talking with you soon. Until then, I'll see you in the theater.